in five, four, three, two. What's up, guys? What's going on, Burks? <laughs> are we are we gonna do a better intro than we did last week, or are we just gonna goof off this week? <laughs> hey one guys, day, thanks for joining we'll us. Get, we'll get it right. <laughs> no, I I just uh, we got so much love from last week, so I wanna I wanna say thank you everybody who watched the show last week. It was our first podcast. I think uh, this is really us spreading our wings a little bit. Um, you know, we talked a lot about Twitch last week and about streaming and content creation and all that stuff. And one of the hardest things to do is when you're a single game streamer, like both of us are, is to branch out and do new things. And I think we got a lot of support. People really enjoyed it. And I even noticed like other creators in our space, like asking questions about the topics that we talked about on the podcast and stuff. And it was like really cool that I, I think, um, you know, people really engaged with it and got along with it. So thank you very much for, for uh, joining us on this like new journey that we're going on. And, and I'm, I know, I know Burks is enjoying it. I'm really enjoying oh, yeah. it as well. And I can't wait to see where we go. But today yeah. uh, is going to be a little bit of a different topic than last week. It's um, our games getting worse. Or are they? Are they? I I don't <laughs> think so. I don't, you don't think, think so. so. No, uh, I have I have a bit of a different opinion on this. Um, okay. But uh, let's dive into it. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Why? Why do you? I don't think they're getting worse. I don't think they're necessarily uh, meeting expectations of like uh what's it moore's law right like with pcs like they could just uh, you know infinitely get uh more powerful more powerful like games haven't gotten better in at the pace at which i would have expected them to but you don't uh, think i don't that, think they're worse okay so i think that games have obviously we're diving straight into it. I had like I had like prelude questions to this and everything. But I think well, we could get into that stuff. Oh, absolutely. And we'll we'll loop back to it. But I think games have here's my synopsis for this. Is I think games have gotten exponentially better on the topic of graphics, right? Yeah. And I think it's a selling point to too many video games these days. And I think, scale. And scale. That's, That's the other true. Thing. Open the world. Scale. Open world, exactly. Open, coming this summer, an open world graphical anomaly. <laughs> Where Too you open don't world. do anything. Star yeah. Citizen. <laughs> <laughs> you can be anyone. You can do anything while simultaneously not being able to do anything. Right. Buy so your it's... tickets to our convention now for 300. <laughs> no, this isn't supposed to be a Star Citizen episode. <laughs> But we're talking about games, and, and you can't talk about games without dumping on Star Citizen a little bit because it is, it is uh, still it's our game. Probably, it's our game, but it's also still probably one of the most made fun of games in the like gaming the space. R slash yeah. gaming. Uh, it's it's tough. I mean, the only person who's ever succeeded with a Star Citizen thread in R slash slash gaming that i've ever seen was zero state did you ever see that thread i i saw the clip i saw the yeah. thread i saw the clip and like i've seen it another was amazing. one um Tirada, okay. Tirada had one oh, and yep. he was he was it was really funny too because it about sums up star citizen he was in a scorpius when it just came out uh -huh. and he was 
fighting, if if you guys are watching, you don't know what Star Citizen is. The Scorpius is like the X-Wing of Star Citizen. And he's fighting the Bengal, which is like the biggest ship in the game by far. It's a thousand meters long, huge. Um, yeah. And fighting, I say... It's a Star Destroyer. Right. And for Star Wars terms. He's fighting it, or pretending to, because you can't actually fight it, because it doesn't actually take damage. And, yeah. you know, people in the, the comments are like, this, is, this game's a scam, it doesn't actually have any gameplay, and everyone's defending Star Citizen. It was wild. People are like, well, yeah. then what's this clip? This looks amazing, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they don't realize that, you know, that he's basically role-playing, fighting the, the yeah. Bengal. I mean, it looked awesome. No, I mean, I love Tirada, but yeah. um, it, it looks incredible. But yeah, that's the only <laughs> other time I've seen our gaming uh, defend Star Citizen. It was, yeah. it was pretty it's crazy. Rare. It's rare. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think you're right about, like, graphics. But it, it's a lot of, you know where they haven't innovated is like let's take like your your regular like rpg story game right oh um you know it's main quest side quest side quest is always oh i lost my thing can you go find it oh these bad guys are taking over this area can you go kill them yep. right like i don't think it's innovated uh, that much on on that front but there are some games that really have and I, I think we'll dive into them I, I've played some pretty amazing games over the last few years but they're mm. they're they're like little blips like maybe the AAA games have not really done what maybe people would have expected them to and and that's why you're starting to see these like is gaming dead or whatever is gaming dead feelings. I definitely don't think gaming is dead right that's mm -hmm. that's a can completely different i think front right yeah. um like i wouldn't say hollywood is dead right but no. is it getting worse uh, i would say so like it seems they like feel there's like less creative right a lot like more remakes safer yeah. options a lot more sequels prequels spin-offs and you've seen that dive into uh, a lot of gaming these days right resident evil remake final fantasy remake you know, this remake, that remake, a sequel mm -hmm. of this, a sequel of that. Very safe options because they feel like that makes... And to exactly my point, these remakes are typically, you know, remastered, but they're typically just updated graphics, right? So it's yeah. they're selling the exact same product, not innovated at all, just new graphics. And that sells, right? Um, sure. I can't tell you how many times I've I played an amazing game and people you know, hate on it because they're like, oh, but the graphics, the graphics are just, okay, Sea of Thieves, No Man's Sky, uh, Battlebin is a recent one. And people really hate on it because the graphics are an immediate put off for them. And I think there's just two different types of people, maybe, you know, people who think with their, uh, it has to be pretty for me to enjoy it. And some people who could literally care less. Uh, I don't know, would you consider yourself in, in category A or B? A little bit of both? Uh uh, maybe a little bit of both, but mm. like, I don't know if you want to make a comparison is there's all different types of art and people like different True. types of art, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, um, you know, this, our, our, this room that we're in right now isn't a, a hyper realistic room, right? Uh, but somebody might prefer that we were in a, you know, New York perfect skyline or whatever, because that's Mike, their art preference. Are you saying we're not in the same room right now? No, we're absolutely in the same. I can reach out and just, just kidding. Touch, touch my. I can touch just, you. Just give me, give me a. <laughs> that almost looked too real, bro. Yeah. I, I was freaking myself out. 
with the uh, <laughs> the graphics. That no, I'm I'm joking. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it, it's getting crazy. Like that one. Oh my god, the one game though that it it looks really real. Oh my that god, didn't know if it was a game or not. You're talking I about. I still don't think it was a game. I'm so confused. No, I I I think that if you look really closely, like full screen, 4K or two and a half K, whatever. Um. You could kind of see where the seams kind of fall apart. What was the name of that uh, game? Um, I can't remember. It was like called like um, Un Something, or I I forget. But people are gonna know what I'm talking about. It's the body cam footage where uh, it looks like almost too Unrecord. real. Unrecord, unrecord. Yeah. And it almost looks too real. And people were, you know, this huge argument was starting of. Is this too good of graphics? Are people going to be able to distinguish the the lines between um, reality and non-reality? And I I don't know. Like I my question to those people is: had have they ever seen a movie before? You know, like yeah. But I think like what's different between um I I don't know how I watch movies hmm. is like I'm a fly on the wall. But right. when I'm playing a game, I'm uh, games that I enjoy sort of are I get immersed in. And I, I think that almost blurs reality too much that it, it weirded me out. It, it actually weirded me out. And I don't think I can play a game. Be- also because it was violent, right? If the game mm. wasn't violent, would I, you know, if it was uh, like butterflies and, and uh, like a farming like sim. Flo- yeah. Like, would it be less uh, problematic? Jarring. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or jarring. Like it just, it just really made me uncomfortable to watch. Well, I guess like I've always thought to myself, gaming is heading there, right? Eventually, we're going to get to the point where we're not going to be able to distinguish between real life and what the virtual world is. Kind of like Black Mirror Black Mirror, or Ready Player One, but I guess maybe you're thinking of it in a darker way. Dystopian. You know? But I mean, I'm 100% on that train. I know that this isn't even really what we're supposed to be talking about, but like I'm a hundred percent, if they could put like a chip in my brain and I could like hit a button on my head and like lay back and like be in my video game. I'd love that. Like I would, I'd sign up for that in a millisecond. It's weird. Cause that, that's how I play games, but I almost think that that would take it too far for me. <laughs> no, but, I, I respect yeah. that. But that's exactly how I play games is I, I shut my door and I want to be in the world that I'm in and yeah. like, don't talk to me, you know, like the, I have my, my, my video game time. Right. And that's mm. where I, whatever game I'm playing, I want to immerse myself in as much as possible. Uh, which, yeah, I think that's why I play star citizen a lot more. I think it's cause it, it does give that aspect right. of it. But should we talk about like where we came from in gaming? Like what, what, what's, games we we would regularly play and uh sure well i mean like, I, I think we would give what was maybe, your first game right yeah first game what are your what are your top three games um okay i think for me my first game ever was that i distinctly remember playing you know of mm-hmm. course when you're i mean i played games since my you know inception like whenever i was yeah. a tiny tiny little kid uh, I, I was playing games because my my household we kind of just grew up with consoles um what was your the, first the console. i can't remember oh my first console mm-hmm. probably like a dreamcast or something but the first okay. game i remember vividly playing spyro and i loved wow. that game Dude, i you're so much loved, younger than me 
I love Spyro. Hey, hey, listen, that's neither here nor there. Okay. You're making me feel old right now. <laughs> the the old the old people listening will know what I'm talking about. It was a game called Pitfall. I don't know it. So it was like eight bit graphics, but like like two colors, and there was like ropes, and you had to time like jumping on the rope over a fire or over a pit or over mm -hmm. an alligator, and it was like you know. I think it was it was I actually on Atari. Think I've seen gameplay of this. Yeah, yeah, I I, I take it, it back. It was on Atari or or ColecoVision or whatever. Like uh, I can't remember. I know the first console I ever touched was a ColecoVision, but I don't remember ever playing it. I do remember playing Atari. Um, mm. Yeah, but that was the first game I ever played, and then it was Nintendo. Uh, so like Mario, Blades of Steel, of course, there, there Smash, was some Snake game. I never played. Smash you never Brothers played Super Mario? Oh my! Not Super Mario so, Brothers. Super Smash Brothers. Oh no, my I had, lord! So where you were coming I... into gaming, I was taken away from it. Uh. So my little brother, my little brother, six years younger than me, and when I was playing Nintendo, he would he like got hyper obsessed with it, and he he wouldn't like leave. So he he wouldn't leave to like come eat. He would cry like crazy and like freak out. So my parents were like, we had to take, we had to take the consoles away. So we, wow. we, we still had a computer and because I was like responsibly gaming and he wasn't, I was able to play on computer. So I played like Commander Keen and these uh, like Oregon Trail. And uh, that's how I ended up playing like Wing Commander and some of these games that brought me into the place that I am today. Yeah. But um, I, because of that, my next console, I was, I think getting into high school it was mm. like playstation one or two so i missed like these glory days of like super nintendo sega dreamcast you know like all these sick games right like uh nintendo 64 golden eye like i yep. had to go to my friend's house to play those games i didn't have them at home it sucked man so i played a lot of computer games that a lot of people never played th with that i grew up with because they were all playing consoles but so i got some cool stuff but they got the they got the like where gaming was innovating and being like really cool, you know? Yeah. No, and I, I totally feel you. I I did get to play those games. <laughs> it sucks to suck. But yeah. <laughs> I, I um some of those games were were, you know, uh games I played at friends' house. I remember, you know, playing all sorts of games, man, growing up. But I actually did take a break from gaming as well. And it was whenever I entered like my more religious phase and mm -hmm. basically everyone in my life at that point had convinced me if you like games then you're immature and you're not a grown-up yeah. and so i was just like oh absolutely i'm you know getting rid of my games and i'm never playing again and blah 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 and it wasn't really until i was in my mid-20s again that i rediscovered my love for gaming that was that was with PUBG actually yeah i i remember that was incredible it was a literal amazing time in gaming in Twitch and yep. gaming and YouTube, it just felt like that was like the golden period, the golden era for content creation, for streaming, for um, FPS battle royales. Playing again. with your, yeah, playing with your friends. Because in my opinion, if a game comes out in the future where you can focus on getting together with your friends and like achieving goals or like playing co-op, those are the games that are worth like holding on to and really diving into. Um, yeah. like, um, the, you get these pockets of it, right? Like we had it with new world a little bit. Uh, even though we were like playing against each other, 
at the yeah. time. And, um, you know, you have it with uh, Starship Troopers is a great game that's come out lately that is in that same vein. But it it wasn't until I hit PUBG in that time in my life. That's whenever I built my first computer ever. I was a MacBook user up until then. Mm. And I built my first gaming computer ever for the purpose of playing PUBG. And I convinced myself I was like, oh, I'll be better for like video editing because I was working in film at the time. But really, I just wanted to play PUBG. And I was literally going over to my brother's house every day, like on my lunch breaks to like play PUBG on his computer because I had no PC at the time. And he was yeah. like, dude, you just need to build your own. So, you know, I got the the Threadripper and I got the, you know, 2080 Ti and all these things that I thought was going to like, you know, be good for video editing. And really, I just wanted to like game. Um, yeah. But I'm so glad I dove back into it, honestly. Yeah, I had I had a moment like that, too. Um, I, I have a funny story first from the console uh, days and I don't want to I don't want to lose it because it's like okay. one of the funniest things that I, that has ever happened in my life. So uh, right across the street was my my friend Dean and he uh, was a year older than me and he had a PlayStation and every day in the summer we would go we would go ride our bikes outside for a while like goof off do whatever and then we would come back to his house and play Tekken. All right. Okay. And one day we go back and his little brother, who's my brother's age, is like standing at the door, like looking guilty. Right. And oh, no. I don't know. I don't know what happened. How does something like this? Happen? I have no idea. But he goes, I did not break Tekken. It is not in the garbage. And, you, and we're like, <laughs> what? And we go and look in the garbage and it's the Tekken CD just smashed no. into a million pieces. And we were like, oh my God, no. What are we going to do? We were so pissed. But like, I <laughs> I did what's, not break Tekken. It is not in the garbage. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what's what's the so Tekken? Funny. What's the Tekken equivalent to fatality? Oh, I don't even remember <laughs> to be honest, but he he killed it for sure. <laughs> oh my KO. god! I just I'll never I forget that moment. It was one of the funniest things ever because I didn't care; it wasn't mine. But it was uh, it was just funny to watch him. That <laughs> is that is tragic. That yeah. is tragic, man. <laughs> You're not gonna get away with it if you tell us where it is <laughs> and what you did. I had but... so many moments like that growing up. Because I I was I'm one of five in terms of like yeah. my my blood siblings. I have some step siblings as well, but I'm one of five, and so we all shared con. You know, and we're not all getting our own consoles, and no. so we shared consoles growing up. And so I had so many moments where it's like, oh, it's my turn, or like, oh, this you know, you broke the controller. Oh, that you know, the left thumbstick doesn't work anymore because of you. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Um, man, I can only imagine, you know, coming home and like Skyrim snapped in half or something, but uh, somehow we made it through somehow. Uh, yeah. My, yeah. my mom is one of five as well. And yeah, like the sharing of Barbies and all that stuff when she was a kid too, it was, it, I'm sure it was really hard. But yeah. I, I also had a, a pretty good hiatus, not even, I guess a hiatus from like non-sports games, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Like I... I got into uh, like heavily playing sports. So I was pretty bad actually growing up. Like I remember being like the worst player on the baseball team, not making the, the, you know, the travel teams or whatever. And then 
uh, I ended up being the only one for my class to play in college. So it was, it was something that I like start really wanted to do well and worked really hard on once I was like in high school and as good coaches and everything and, and all that. So I stopped gaming altogether yeah. and I played through college. And then once I was cut from my team in college because I didn't know I needed these glasses. I, I batted a hundred. It was terrible. Wow. Um, yeah, they, that's when I was like, Ooh, I need something to do with my time. Now I'm getting bored. And I went back to like the MMO that I played in high school uh, a little bit, which was, uh, Ultima online. Uh, I'm sure I've heard really my, good my things. Chat, my chat always makes fun of me for it, but it, it was just like the really one of, yeah, because I always talk about it. Cause I always go oh, back to okay. it as, as like, I always hear really good things about Ultima. Like, I've, I mean, I've never the, played it. There was definitely bad things, and there was good things. It was the first MMO. So, you know, all the edge cases that, you know, are, people are figuring out now with games, like, they didn't know any of them back then. Like, you could you could take, for, like, a carpenter, like, the most non-PVP skill that you can have can make furniture, let's say, right? But you could mm. take that furniture and just, like, box a player in and just they can't move. <laughs> or do anything like you can't kill them but they can't leave that's awesome and they are stuck there forever we need that that's right that's gameplay you know the first you know, uh, the first star grief. citizen jail they had they had jail in, in ultima not for being like a criminal or in, in the game but if you ever did anything where like the gms or the mods had to talk to you and like you you know maybe like curse too mm. much in the chat or whatever they would throw you in jail for 24 hours and like wow. that's where your account stayed and there was no escaping or anything you, you were there so like when you were really punished, you were there. 24 but hours of gameplay or 24 hours of real time? Real time. Okay. That's a yeah, little bit. So you can log in and your character would be in jail and you just be like, wow, what the hell do I do now? They um, probably made like, that out of necessity since they couldn't give, you know, GMs the authority to ban people, I bet is what they were struggling with back then. So they probably made that as a, like a, a way to punish, let them punish players without, you know, removing them from the game. Um, but now yeah. they just ban you, right? Like now they just have yeah, mega they power. Care. I guess gaming is so big, and and the thing is, is like it was a subscription model too, right? So you don't want to like, lose that subscription. You're you're trying to to um, I guess uh, rehabilitate them, right? <laughs> uh, but it yeah, so it's just it was it was such a crazy time because it was a full loot game. Um, I came in at this weird time where they were like trying to figure out what to do. So they they just made two copies of the same world and said, if you go through this magical gate, you go to the one where you can't be killed and it's full like PVE, can't PVP at all. And then there's one that's full PVP. Uh, what happened? Obviously, when they split the two worlds, nobody went to the PVP world anymore. And until I came, it took all the way, all this time for me to go all the way through college and come back to the game for them to make um, these dungeons in the PVP world. Would Like, you know how WoW goes from um like they kept upping the level cap each expansion yeah so this game did it in in a way where you would go to a dungeon and kill a monster like a, a waves of enemies and then a boss and then if if you did enough damage on the boss you would get one of five skill scrolls that would drop and they would raise your skill cap so you had to like get lucky to get the skill that you wanted mm. and you only could go to the full loot PVP area to get that. It was like the most important thing for you in the game was to get this thing and you had to risk it for the biscuit. So it was insane. 
when it first came out. There was waves of blues or Care Bears, right? Like you've heard that term before, right? Uh, and then waves of Reds and PKers that would come in, player killers. And it would just be these battles between people. It was oh, yeah. crazy. So like that's sort of where my mentality comes from is is those days is I loved the the full loot PvP aspect. Like I remember the first time I, had, I was a thief and I went to go steal one of these scrolls from somebody the moment like cuz when you're a thief you're invisible but if you if they brush into you they'll get a little message in the chat box saying I bumped into something and they'll know that somebody invisible is there but they have to notice it. And I just sat there and they never br brushed into me. And I managed to get right next to them as they killed the boss. And it dropped like the best scroll possible. And my heart was pounding. I yoinked it and he and nobody ever knew what happened. He It was probably in his bag for such a short period of time. He never knew he had it. It was sick. And like, I have not had too many heart pounding moments in, in wow. games like that. So like, it, are games getting worse? Ooh. Are games giving me that feeling anymore? And I would I mean, say no. Yeah, I, I will say that's like, I mean, dude, you were a you were a pirate before any of us. I'm impressed, yeah. Mike. I I didn't know. Oh yeah, you pioneered that it. Stuff. That honestly, <laughs> no. that because the funny thing is, is like, if you ask people in a game like that if that's legit gameplay, I bet you a lot of people would probably say the same thing. You get the same reaction you get in Star Citizen. Which is, oh, that's griefing. That's not legit gameplay. You didn't earn it, blah, blah, blah. I don't and, think so, dude. Really? And Ultima, it's no. a different, different environment? No, in just, in just every other mm. gaming community. I, I just like, there's something. I, I seriously think there's something wrong with the Star Citizen community. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Like When it comes to that, that specific subject, it's like they've never played any other games before. I tell everyone like, that we needed like everyone who calls someone a griefer in Star Citizen needs to go get dropped in Rust for a week, and then they're yeah, gonna see. Seriously, they would see. It, it's like it's it. It would be like complaining that when somebody killed you in in a a battle royale and took your gun, like it just makes no sense. I'm just questing, so, bro. Yeah, it's just <laughs> weird, you know. But I I think I think PUBG is another one that gave me. You know, top when you hit the top five yeah. and you're like, I could win this. It starts getting really hard pounding. Yeah. I know they're right there. And it's like, what do you do? Kind Absolutely. of things. I've I've had I've had some cool, cool moments like that. So that would be the the last game that's done it. That was like the last magical game to you, PUBG. Like I'm talking about like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have to describe it. And you guys out yeah. there listening, I don't have to describe it to you. But the game that you just felt like, this is magic. Like, I'm literally counting the hours in the day I'm working to get home and play X game. I'm thinking about it before I go to bed. I, w I just need one more hour. I'll cut my sleep. Like, that's the game. You know what I'm talking about. And yeah. it's, for me, do you know what game that was for me? The last game that yeah. I really felt like was um, Destiny 1. Destiny One was magical. My brother to me. loved Destiny One, and but I there, didn't. Ha I didn't have the console. There was there was he moments did. of you know beauty that shined through. Uh, Destiny Two, Destiny Two yeah. had its moments, but Destiny One, Vault of Glass, Crota, Taken King, these were the first instances that I I know of, and I could be wrong. Someone could correct me in the comments if I'm wrong that I've seen an FPS game pull off a raid and raid mechanics in a meaningful way. And the team cooperation, if one person messes up the whole thing, it's a wipe. 
You know, it was it was brutal. It was fun. The cooperation, the struggle. And I remember specifically there was a raid called Crota where the final boss, when you're fighting him, there was one person who was, they were more important than anyone else. And they were the sword bearer. And I remember the first couple of times we failed at sword bearer, I was like, I am going to get so good at this so that we never fail at this again. We can get the legendaries we need, the exotics we need and blah, blah, blah. So I start LFGing random groups and being like, can I beat your sword bear? And I start getting insanely good where I'm like getting DMs from people in the middle of the night. Please be our sword bearer. We need <laughs> you, bro. We're stuck on it. It was crazy. I actually had to turn my account to like private because I was getting like so many DMs, remove people off my friends because like it was ridiculous. And that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and it was fun for like a week. But then like, you know, week two, week three, week four, people are still asking me. I'm just like, no, I'm out. I tap out. Yeah. Um, but man, it was magical getting into these, you know, these moments where, you know, you're gaming with your friends, you're grinding for the same, you know, sets, you're competing with each other, but you're also cooperating with each other, you know, and then they have the PVP too, Trials of Osiris, where you're like, you know, grinding for certain gear there. And you have to have like certain builds on like, I have a hunter and he has a, a Titan, he has a you know, a warlock so that you can like cooperate and do like certain skills together. And it was just, it was magical for me. And PUBG was also really magical, but man, Destiny 1 was the last time I felt like gaming just made sense to me. And I'm like thinking about it all day. I'm counting down the hours. I want to play more. And um, I don't think it's nostalgia. a long time ago. It was a while ago. Now, yeah. there, like I said, there was like Forsaken um, and Destiny 2 was really incredible. Uh, I haven't played any other expansion besides Forsaken. Um, I might go back for the the new Destiny expansion. That it's going to be the last one. It, I hope it's really good. But man, I cannot think of a game between now and then that has drawn me in the same way. There's been there's been hints of it, right? There's been hints of it. I played Factorio. Oh, nice. That I was, was incredible. Say, do you think it's because of your stream? Do I think it's because of my stream that I haven't played where, a game like that? What, where you haven't gotten excited about a game or or played a game that being a streamer makes it so hard. Like I, I mm. when when we were when, when I knew we were going to talk about this, it it's so difficult because there's so many games that I wish I played while I was growing my Twitch channel mm. that I did that I didn't. Because it would have affected point. me negatively. And there's so many games that I, I'm missing out on that now that I'm happy where my Twitch channel is and I'm a little bit more comfortable taking more risks that I'm I want to go back to. Mm. Right? Like games that I missed. And uh Yeah, like, I would say I have those. I, I remember playing Destiny. I I remember playing Destiny 2. And I like it was okay, but I I, I couldn't get into it i did i hated the pvp mm. i had no idea what was going on i was lost um and, and then i just fell away from it but it was i remember it being fun but yeah like i i think that that's my hardest thing with it, it and and why i kind of like the subject today is because that's what i'm actively thinking about is is <laughs> Are all these games cool getting games... worse or do we just hate them because we're streamers yeah <laughs> like on, honestly you know do you like do you feel that you, you choose you choose not okay. to play a game or haven't been excited by one because okay. it has this additional effect on you mm. 
like, like I, I start to play a game less fun because it doesn't stream as well. Right, right. I get into a game. People aren't chatting as much. Yep. And, you know, my correlation of the game is that it's worse. But, mm. but it's a worse stream. It may not actually be a worse game. No, absolutely. Right. I think my answer is sometimes yeah. um, I can get discouraged streaming a game. But, man, I've I've streamed some games that my chat didn't like that I love. Um, yeah. Like what? You know, uh, well, hmm. I think like and people in my, my chat or people who are listening are going to be like, that's not true. But for example, a game that doesn't stream as well is Starship Troopers. And man, yeah. I've been loving that game. It's great. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't think that it's like game changing for me or anything, but man, I will say that they just released a new like update where they have like these modifiers and Mike. When I'm telling you, bro, I have never felt so overwhelmed in a video game in terms of like PVE challenged and overwhelmed. Never. They brought, they literally dialed it up to a billion. Like it's, <laughs> it's right. was insane. The amount of bugs that I saw. I mean, I was impressed by the, the servers. Like everything looks like it was moving well. The physics looked good. And I mean, there are, it How goes many from players are you playing with? Because it's all co-op PvE, Cooperative right? 16, which feels like a ton. And yeah. when you're in there, it feels like plenty. And yeah. it goes from there being like 50 bugs around, 30 bugs around, 20 bucks, to literally hundreds on this modifier. And it's random if you get the modifier or not. Like mm. it's it's so you just, don't know it's coming. You don't well, you do know it's coming, but it okay. there's it's on a timer. And so right. it'd be kind of cool if it was random, but I was like, oh, I'd never played it before. So I was like, oh, what's this new modifier? Oh, these soldiers are, are fortified, whatever. I, I can't forget, remember what it was. Oh, and then these ones are fortified too. Oh, cool. And so we got the one that doubled both of the like smaller troops and they just okay. came swarming at swarming. us. And I was like, man, this is really cool. I, I'd never felt challenged by a game like this before. Um, but that being said, it's not like my life has changed forever because of this game. Um, yeah. And I mean, that leads me to another question. Do you think that we're expecting too much from video games these days? I mean, clearly we are, because I, I don't think that video game. I mean, I think video game companies have obviously become less of art and, and passion and more of profit. Right. Of course. So it, it, but so that's kind of a, a part of the problem is are these devs trying to to do something that is different and special and and make art or are they uh are they, I, i'm actually believe that the devs are but are the people who are um, running the company telling running the company really concerned about something yeah. like that right and and i don't think so and and i think we expect that of them so mm. yes maybe we're expecting too much because they're not willing to do it but there's there's so many it's weird because there's so many like indie devs out there that have done some like really cool stuff with you know like one guy making incredible uh, what was that oh my god it's on the tip of my tongue I can't believe uh I can't think of it now but it's that farm game that everybody loves that you can like date the characters in it uh like, Harvest Moon no you're talking it's just about like um okay it's um uh oh man I know it too I know what yeah. you're talking about. And now I, I feel like I'm not going to remember it because <laughs> I have it on steam. I'll take a look. But the, the, um, I can't see it, but the, that like games like that are made by like one person, man, uh, you yeah. know, and, and they're 
maybe not innovating or anything, but they're special and they have an yeah. impact on people, right? Uh, like just, it doesn't take a lot. I, I mean, we talked about this before the show. Uh, I wasn't expecting anything from it. It takes two. And that left such an impression on yeah. me of like, wow, they, they really nailed it. And, and it was just, and it was just about, it was simple, Yep. but, but it was art. It was, it was absolute art. That game. It was impressive. Very impressive. And you could tell that the devs were extremely self-aware in terms of yeah. the fact of, of breaking the fourth wall sometimes, but also mm -hmm. they were leaving room for discussion between the two people playing. And I thought that yep. was really cool. Um, they were, you know, it, the way that the pacing of the game worked where they would like add in little mini games or they would, mm -hmm. I, I thought that was really well done. Uh, again, really great game. I think a great example of a game that, um, you know, people weren't expecting that much from. I definitely wasn't, and I thought it. I I thought it played really well. It was a yeah. good game. Uh, it. I I purchased, I think three other games that are similar, where it's like, but I, I haven't played them with anybody yet. Mm. Like a way out or Green Hell or some of these games. I mean, hey. I could, <laughs> We could we could uh, try some of these out for, on stream for sure, but like games that you that you are co op side by side. Uh, I played, um, oh my god, Portal with with my wife. It Portal was two, awesome. Yeah, Portal two with with Emmy. It was amazing. I would say a very similar vibe to It Takes Two. I think It, it Takes yeah. Two is a much more you know introspective story based, but yeah, I would say very similar. I I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, can I? Can I shift a little bit here in a sure. completely different direction? Actually, same direction, just different side of the spectrum. Okay. So we talked about, you know, obviously every game wants to be like the next like game of the year, uh, you know, groundbreaking thing. Gaming is now the biggest entertainment industry in the world by far. Um, Hollywood, which used to be $11.5 billion in 2019. And now this year, 2022, now they're at six billion, cut in half. Maybe that's because of COVID. Maybe that's because of you know people wanting to go to the movies last. A little bit of both. But the I reality been to is, a movie theater. I haven't either. I like watching movies at home. I kind of always have. Yeah. You know, it was a yeah. group experience for me. But um, now gaming, 2022, 60 billion dollars. Okay, and then pause. Another 67 billion dollars on top of that from microtransactions yeah insane and these numbers might be a little bit off these are what i got from a couple of different searches but i mean if those numbers are far off i i would be surprised because microtransactions were 71 percent of ea's total revenue in 2021 71 percent so they're they're one of the biggest publishers out there and they are microtransactions are paying their bills by far more, way more than 50 percent you know they're getting to the point they're where they're the, integrating them into they're getting everything. the partner plus cut for microtransactions yeah. you know <laughs> but they're, they're integrating it into everything too which is i mean do you think that's what's making games worse microtransactions yeah it's tough man i think it depends on the developer and it and really their, sucks and their implementation of them I well, think Diablo did it okay. 
I was going to say, uh, Diablo, I didn't play Diablo. I've watched a lot of it. I've mm -hmm. watched a lot of it. It's not really my game, um, so don't come after me in the comments. But um, i played games like it before. I do like the premise of Diablo. I just didn't really have time for it. Um, but I've watched a lot of it. It seems really good. You know, it plays like a MOBA, basically. Um, essentially, right? Sort and of, yeah. yeah, like a single-player MOBA. So, not that it's single-player, but you know what I mean. It's that kind yeah. of vibe. Um, and I think that they were really pressing hard on their store, on their microtransactions. You know, look at, uh, what was it called? Diablo Immortal? I forget the mobile game. Was that what it was called? Yep. And people it, are... It's done very well. It did so well. It did so well on microtransactions and store purchases. And the people criticize it. And they're like, why would people do this? Why are the you know publishers doing this? Because it is working. That's why. Yeah. Because it is working. That's the simplest answer. Why would they cut out a massive part of their profits when they're literally making printing money, just reskinning items or selling items or booster packs or cosmetics? Right. Why would they cut out this massive part of their income? And the answer is they're not going to. So my fear kind of like ads on Twitch, like we talked about last week, is that microtransactions are just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And you'll see these breakthroughs of, of games that don't do that from time to time. Um, you know, like there are big games out there right now that, that don't have a whole lot of microtransactions. But um, I think that um, microtransactions are just going to get more and more popular. The free-to-play model. You know, for example, uh, one of my favorite games of all time. I'm, I don't know if you played it. Titanfall 2? Yes. Titanfall 2, amazing game. Wonderful. EA launched it the same week as Battlefield 1. Uh, is that the reason why it failed? I don't think so. But they're launching two major titles, like basically in the same week. Battlefield 1 comes out. Titanfall 2 comes out. Uh, they both probably sell less than what they're wanting them to. Titanfall 2 definitely did. And then what does EA do? They ditched Titanfall. Great. It was amazing. It was, it was a masterpiece. I love the I think. story. I think it was a I think it was a masterpiece. It was so good. Mm -hmm. Super well paced. It was fun. I love the combat personally in games like that. Um, and I played a lot of Apex, but that's what they transitioned to. Not because it was the game that they wanted to make, I don't think. Because they wanted to make works. Titanfall they didn't they wanted to make Titanfall three. Yeah. But they canceled it to make Apex because it monetizes way better. That's yeah. that's what everyone And it was a battle royale. It was the hot thing at the exactly. time and still it, is. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and Apex has done really well for itself for a free-to-play game. And I think that we're going to see more of these from major studios, people getting roped in with free-to-play games. Because Diablo, Diablo does cost money, right? It's $60? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they're double-dipping. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're paying for it up front. And then, no, you're paying for it. And then you have... I mean, Diablo Immortal was free-to-play. It was a mobile game. But the... the uh, Diablo 4 was a game you paid for and then if you wanted to have some cool armor and the armor here's the thing is the armor in game looked pretty awesome too but if you yeah. wanted some really cool stuff you would it was only cosmetic so I thought that they uh, the 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 I guess concession that they made is like yeah we know we made Diablo Immortal so we're not going to be too bad in this one <laughs> and and I hope that that's what what they kind of start doing a little bit it, it's weird because so many people leave get it so in excited. the mobile games yeah, yeah, leave it over there, right? Do you want to hear something crazy? Um, 
go for it. Mobile games, uh, I wrote this down too. Mobile games, which almost run 100% on, on microtransactions, 97 billion. Yeah, I believe it. 97 billion. Almost more than, than uh, game sales and microtransactions combined. Yeah. You can't. It's crazy. You can't. Uh, you can't. Like some of these games, you can't even play without. Like, it, and it's crazy because I've done a few. Just a few mobile game sponsorships, and they're, they're just a couple. What's your favorite mobile game of all time, Mike? Ooh, I'm just kidding, bro. Because I mean, if don't you know. don't say, no, believe it, it, believe it or not, some of them were were actually pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, but sure. Maybe maybe this game, Rise of Kingdoms, was really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was actually pretty good. And they were, they, all they followed, sponsored you. Yep. Uh, but they they all fought, followed the same model. Mm. is like all right you have your town and you got to build it up but you can only build one building at a time but for just five dollars you could build two buildings at a time yeah right or, or you you know you would waste resources to do it and they all do it they all it's like the every exact single exact same model for every single game so like and it works even even yeah the thing is is like even in the mobile game space it's like starting to get stale right it's just like everything is reskinned so like even they're going to have to start innovating to stand yep. out in the crowd and get and get a piece of that 97 billion right is they can get a bigger piece of that pie if they do something unique and special like all gamers are the same in a lot of ways you got to keep me on the hook you got to excite me and if they're all the same in just a different skin it'll it'll get boring as well and yep. and i think the the one place and these are the type of games that i really enjoy playing that are free from all this stuff now there are different models that that they go into and that's like more like the dlc side of things uh to make money is like single player games single player stories city builders uh rts's right like they go the expansion route like we're gonna give you uh this new species pack or this new storyline that you could play or whatever right um and people don't like those either but at the same time i, I don't know i think they're you you can say all right i spent x amount on this expansion it was worth it or it wasn't you didn't feel like you were forced to that's I guess, true or, you know it's a different feeling. I, I prefer that so uh, personally, but yeah. Here's my opinion on microtransactions overall is I do think that the quality uh, depends. Like I said, it depends on the publisher. It depends on the developer. It depends on a lot of factors at the top. But for me, what is the deciding factor, right? Is does it make the game pay to win, right? And I'm talking about in PVP environments only. If they want pay to win in PVE games. I'm fine with that, actually. Solo games, I'm fine with that. I'm totally cool with things being broken and unbalanced in games that are strictly non-player versus player. But when you have games like World of Warships, for example, where you're buying premium ammo or, mm -hmm. you know, War Thunder, people are, I don't know if this is still happening, but a little bit ago, people were um, doing this huge protest against War Thunder because uh, I think it was like the both sides of the, like the air and uh, ground, you know, both, both communities were both like protesting against the developers because they were like, yeah, it's like pay to win for like the points that you buy. I don't know how it works. I played a bit of War Thunder, but I never bought anything. 
Um, but my mindset, and this even crosses over to Star Citizen, is that if someone else wants to fund my video game and I'm having fun for free or for the base cost and they're paying for it, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, especially since I've never been like a big microtransaction guy. I've never been like super into cosmetics. Uh, I don't think that I've really ever even bought any ever. I don't know about you. Um, I've, I've appreciated them. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. It looks really good, but I've just always rolled like default skin or like whatever I can get in game um, because. So we're going to, I disagree like heavily on this. Okay. All right. It, like let's, let's use, um, we can use star citizen as an example easily. Okay, right. I've great. given this example a few times. Um, an 890 jump, which is the, in case you've never played Star Citizen, an 890 jump is like this big space yacht. Uh, and like they even used like the Gatsby music and like Gatsby themed stuff to try to sell it to people, right? And uh, when, how, how I envision that ship is you earn it in the game and it is like this grand achievement. Like look at how wealthy that person is, right? They, they, they are, um, they must be amazing at the game right uh, a, a crazy mount in wow or a crazy armor in whatever game right like that you know was a rare drop on this boss that took that was really hard to kill when you can buy that thing that takes the achievement away for me mm -hmm. this is just my personal opinion that achievement now means nothing absolutely nothing because there's no way to distinguish whether the per player earned it or if the player paid for it mm. and like interesting i'm sorry but the in order to be immersed and be like this goes for mmos this goes for pve games whatever even if they're pve and you're around other players the it it completely ruins the game for me personally if your outside world success is part of the game i think a lot of you know where where did gaming start uh, you know who were the people that played games when i was a kid were the nerds right were the people that were outcasts or people that didn't fit in and they were and why did games appeal to them like i know why they appealed to me was because i can be who i thought you know who i knew i was inside in this game where mm. other people outside didn't you know or i at least i didn't think they did right because you're a kid and you're angsty and you don't know what the hell's going on but the the idea of i can be the hero i can succeed and i can show off my success in this world from the hard work that i did in the game because obviously now i don't need to worry about my height uh my weight my strength uh, obviously intelligence plays into things in video games, right? And and there's some skills, of course, but in a lot of games where you skill up characters, not so much. And it, it just, that, the the idea of these things completely negates all of that. And then you get all these, these gamers uh, that have children and jobs and all these things that say, well, I have all these things. Mm. And I, I simply just go, well, you then have to accept that you're not going to be able to achieve everything. Like in a game, in a game like an MMO, that's supposed to last for 10, 15. We're seeing games now, MMOs like Eve had a, its twenty-year, um, yeah, you know, anniversary. Ultima Online came out before Eve. It's still going. Like games, games like that, uh, you can meet, you can get the achievement eventually. It's just going to take you longer. And and the the idea of that that you as the player feel you deserve those things without putting in the effort. 
is is such a, a red flag to me. And mm. and the fact that game and, and the fact that game companies are uh leaning on on that side of things so heavily now. FOMO marketing. With, yeah, it, it, it's it's disappointing because for people who like I mean, I just went full-time streaming. I I made I cut out time for games in my life. I cut out other parts of my life in order to play games more. Mm. But the but now I have more time. But the idea of uh knowing that I would it would take me longer or take me more days, I wouldn't be world first to things. I accepted that, but I would still work to get whatever achievement in the game, item, armor, ammo, whatever uh it would be. You know? Yeah. And it bothers me. That makes sense to me. That's honestly. what games are doing today. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And that might be part of the reason why some games are getting worse. But let me ask you a question. Obviously, this excludes Star Citizen for obvious reasons. But if the real money purchases and the in-game earnable items are two different things, do you still have the same problem with it? No. Like... uh you just don't like being uh, able to purchase items that you are supposed to earn in game yeah. with real money. I agree with that, actually. I yeah. agree. And, you know, not to bring in Star Citizen too much, but, I mean, I was even talking about this today. I don't think that... I think that selling capital ships in general was a mistake. I think that it would have been a much better goal to earn in game with your org or steal them, occupy them. Maybe there's only a limited amount in game um, that you have to, like... They still have the opportunity for that. They just have to do different ones, and True. they can they can make True. unique experiences that that aren't that. Uh, and and I and I, I I you know people ask why I still play it or why I still have faith is is that those opportunities aren't dead yet, right? Like they haven't killed the game completely. <laughs> they are actively stabbing it with a, a like a million tiny cuts, and it's bleeding out. Like it's on life support slowly. at the same time, though. You know? Yeah. It's like it's blood in, in blood out. Place. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's basically new new blood, new backers come in, buy things. Old backers get bored, upset, whatever, stop buying things. And it's just mm. been cycling the whole time. And they've been but, gaining more than they've been losing. You know? Yeah. That's obvious. Yeah. Well, because, um, like, people still stick around to check it out but maybe they're not investing you, as much money into it. Do you want to know why I still play Star Citizen? Why? I think the reason why I play is because there are brief moments that I have in that game that give me feelings that I had whenever I was playing Destiny 1. Yes. And you know this game could do it. I know they could. Like it, it, it has the opportunity to do it. Like... Listen, there are some there you can knock on them for so many things, the way they funded the game, all that stuff. There are a lot of problematic things. But if somebody's trying to do something pretty cool and unique and a little bit different, it's, it's them. It's it's them. Yeah. It's both their biggest flaw and also their greatest achievement. Yeah, is they're doing a, too much. And I don't even yep. mean that in a negative way. But yeah. that is the both their greatest achievement and their their biggest flaw is they're doing too much. And I've, I've raved about this. People always are like, well, why don't you play Elite Dangerous? Why don't you play No Man's Sky? Both great games, if you ask me. I, I don't really like when people hate on those games because I, I think they've both done their job really, really well. But Star Citizen, its content delivery system is why I play it. 
the way that the game is presented to you in the way that you play it is different from any other video game I've played besides one game, Sea of Thieves. I think that you, mm -hmm. aside from the graphics, do you play Sea of Thieves almost identically to the way that you play Star Citizen in terms of immersion, in terms of, you know, multi-crew. In fact, I would say Sea of Thieves actually at the moment does a much better job. Not Yeah, of course. And that's the best part is he is Chris Roberts goes on camera saying that he has more content than Sea of Thieves. And it's like Did he mm, say that? Yes. Literally called out Sea of Thieves and said, I have more content in my game right now than Sea of Thieves. When was that? Was like a, six years ago. Oh my god. Yeah. So like, oh my god, bro. Like, like blind as as all can be, right? Blind as a bat when it comes to that stuff. Well, I mean, they're I, talking I, like, about content it, today on ISC where they're saying they're like, oh, the gameplay at the station. Brother, what gameplay are we talking about at the station? <laughs> yeah, they're insane. Like when they, the, our terms of gameplay are much different than the devs is what I'm thinking. Yeah. The internal conversations they have, we have to for we have to remember that there is a totally different culture inside of CIG and inside of a lot of these development companies, not just Star Citizen, that differs from the community entirely. Um, yeah. Where they're having conversations and talking to each other and propping each other up. And like nobody wanted more elevators and more, you know, trams and Star Citizen. But here we are, right? If, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, essentially they're removing the oldest og station in the game that you know you didn't have to ride an elevator to get to your ship you didn't have to ride a tram you just hopped out of bed you walked downstairs you pressed a button and there was your ship and now you've got to ride two elevators to get to your ship um and you got to open a hangar and it's just it's just they're not keeping it simple and it's so funny because i feel like the entire community was in unison with that of like we want more experiences like that that are just simple. Um, but yeah, and then they just went and they did their own did thing. The opposite. Yeah, they did yeah. their own thing. And again, it's their game. But um, again, the conversations but, they're having internally are different than the conversations the community is having, right? Yeah. So I mean, when you when you talked about Sea of Thieves graphics, I don't even think it's the graphics necessarily that are or are the problem. Uh, if their characters were less cartoony, I think I would be incredibly immersed into that game as well. Really? Yeah. Uh, that, in my opinion, Sea of Thieves is one of the mo most immersive games of all time. Um, yeah. You ever been like, you ever fallen off a ship in Sea of Thieves? It's got yeah. the most immersive water of any game. It's incredible. Yeah. Like they yeah. do a, a fantastic job with that game. And the gameplay in that game is always a blast. Um, man, and it it's really cool too because... Unless someone is just an absolute god at that game, I can hop in even after all these years and go play and still feel like I can kind of contend with other PvPers, um, other people who are trying to fight and stuff. Uh, because it's just a it's a game that they got the balance right and they got the multi-crew right and it feels good to play with other people and against other people, really. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's some cartoony aspects and arcane aspects, but it's a video game, right? So exactly, it, they're keeping it simple. Right? Anytime I've played it, keeping it's it been simple. Fun. Yeah. Anytime I played it, I've really enjoyed it, and I I think I wish I played it more. Did you ever play, uh, Bara Trauma? No, but I know what game you're talking you know about. I know what game it's you're talking insane. about. 
Yeah, I've it's I've never so played ridiculous. it. Do I need to play yeah. it? Uh, I think you should. Yes, like I think everybody should play Bar Trauma at least once. It's just, it's you. It's so insane because everybody has to work together perfectly for things to work out. But then there's just like just ridiculous RP elements and uh, crazy like fun moments that you can have as well. And uh, there's opportunities for for sabotage. You know, it's kind of like a little Among Us as well at the same time. It's it, it's a it's a cool game. Interesting. It's a really 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 cool game. It's just like I think games that 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 still really excite me. And I think where games have gotten better over the years is cooperative experiences. Um, where like before it was, remember like Halo was like these side by side. Oh, I'm stop looking at my screen, bro. You know, like I think they've gotten so much better yeah. at things like that. Is is whether it's PVE, PVP. I think those experiences have improved greatly and and the gaming industry has grown there um and then some some really good storytelling games too over yeah the years as well i think that it's are games getting worse i think the answer i think the answer should be clear to most people which is yes and no right yeah graphics are getting better monetization is getting worse right innovation the, innovation's not really innovation's pretty stagnant i'd say yeah I would say that sometimes good, sometimes bad. But for the most part, when an awesome game comes out these days, I feel like it's, oh, it's this game, but they did this better. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? It's this plus this. Here's a great example. BattleBit. They took yep. Battlefield. It's made by four people. Incredible. Yep. Four people. Roblox Battlefield. They basically put Minecraft, Roblox, whatever you want to call it, into a Battlefield-style game where it's, 126 versus 126. I think I got the numbers right. And it's absolute chaos. It, I mean, I've been playing it off stream. I played it on stream a bit with the with the stream. I just so purchased it. Much fun, dude. We gotta play it. We gotta play it on I stream. It's so much fun. It. I mean, and the gunplay in it feels great. The sniping feels great. I haven't done any flying yet. I mean, I'm down to to maybe try. The, I but you know, people I think the Can driving you use feels your good. Flight sticks? You can, yeah. No way. You can. Seriously? Yeah, and That's you know what's so, so crazy? Here's what I'm going to compare it to. A game that has a major studio backing it. I'm pretty sure it's EA, Battlefield, right? Um, yeah, we yeah. talked about them earlier with Battlefield 1. EA comes out, and they release Battlefield 2042, and it's a absolute nightmare. Desync, hit reg, I mean, connection problems, all sorts of things. People rubber banding. Uh, it felt like I was, you know, playing Star Citizen almost <laughs> you know jets teleporting back and forth and the worst part is literally day one i have this unrepairable bug that the devs refuse to fix because it's such a niche bug with like five percent of players where i cannot control my mouse in that game i can't do it literally my mouse goes wild i unplug all my controllers from the, the game i unbind every single controller button in the game still every time I, I open that game my my guy just spins and spins and he's looking up and down he spins and I don't know what's going on and apparently it's a bug that like five percent of people have it's been That's around a for lot of people years it's been around for years and they refuse to acknowledge it I could not play the game it took me like an hour and a half to do it uh, to like work through it and I was just like finally you know what I'm done um and have you ever refunded a game 
I have refunded. I I've refunded a game. I can't remember what it was. I've refunded one game on Steam before. I can't remember what it was. But man, it's so interesting to me that it's these games that these small indie developers are producing that get me excited. You know what other game? Probably top three. Okay, you ready? Destiny one. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a tough one. But I'm gonna say Fallout New Vegas and Outer Wilds. Not Outer Worlds. We've talked about this game before. Outer Wilds. Masterpiece. Yeah. Masterpiece. Is, is that the one where you have to read everything? You do have to read a lot. Yeah. I got to play that off stream because I can't read. Yeah, me either. I'm for, dyslexic. For the, for, the, for the people who get... How did you do it then? Did you, did you play it on stream or no? If I read to myself, it's easier You're for good. me. So what I do is I read to myself and then I will tell... Basically, I summarize for the chat. Okay. You know? Or I just read slowly. It just depends on how I'm feeling. But I tell people, I'm like, if you make fun of me reading, I, I say everything is on the table. This today, I'll tell people, if they make fun of me reading, I'm like, hey, I'm dyslexic. I give them one warning. If mm -hmm. everything's on the table, you can make fun of my hair, my face, my looks. But if you make fun of the way that I read, you're getting banned permanently. Yeah. Literally no I exceptions. Mean, it's a disability. You know? I, yeah. I'm literally in my brain reading it right, but the words just come out wrong, you know, Yeah. or I read things wrong. You know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's not like I'm like super, you know, woe is me about it, but like, come on, man, I can't control it. Let's just get over it. So I, I try to, I try to be real with my chat about that, but again, read it to yourself, summarize it. But that game, if you guys don't know Outer Wilds and you're listening, basically here's the premise and I'm not spoiling anything. You wake up as an alien on a planet you're in a little village, very quaint. You get in your spaceship for the first time. You fly up into space. It's kind of like a, a no man's sky kind of feeling in terms of the scale. There's all these like very cool, diverse planets that you can explore. And you're, you're you know, looking around and about 20 minutes in the sun, this music starts playing and the sun that you're flying around just explodes. And you're like, what the heck? And you wake up on the ground exactly where you were at the beginning of the game. And you have to figure out why, what just happened, happened what you're doing, how to, you know, maybe potentially what's going on. Basically, I'm not going to spoil too much, but what's going on. Why did this, a series of events just happening? And, um, man, the way that the game wraps up, I love a good puzzle game. I mean, it's just, it's so well done. It was made by like a group of like 10 people or less. I don't know how many people, but it's very small studio. And I mean, that game's a masterpiece. If you ask me so good, mm. I love games. I started like that. playing it. And then the moment it was a lot of reading, I, I turned it off. I was like, I can't stream this. I can sit and play this on my own because I'll, I'll read it just quietly and take my time through it and whatever. But the I, I was, yeah, I was like, I don't want to, I because I feel like games like that, when, and this, this comes back to streaming, right? <laughs> I feel like in games like that, I have to like, voice act the whole thing myself with different voices or whatever to yeah, like who cares play the game yeah, yeah so i was just like i didn't i just do you get like, embarrassed nah, I don't do easy mike yeah. you do yes not yeah. on my stream not on my stream but mm. but i guess with reading maybe a little bit but uh, i don't know i think I, in in real life incredibly easy i am super shy mm. i've gotten better at it I don't get embarrassed at all. Like I'm, I'm yeah. literally the hardest person to embarrass. Um, mainly because most of my life I just did it to myself. Right. <laughs> but I was like the most awkward kid growing up. 
Um, and I'm just, I'm very hard to embarrass. It's like my superpower is what I tell people. I just do not give a absolute flying fuck what people think of me. And mm. it's, it's one of the things I love about myself, but I do get frustrated at people, especially when I feel like they're, they're attacking my like humanity. You know what I mean? Like my intelligence, right. um, you know, and, uh, it's something I've gotten a lot better at. Right. Um, I really try to take everything that people say in my chat as like a hundred percent a joke, never serious. Oh man, why'd you have to do that to me? And um, man, that's really helped a lot with like doing stuff like that because like I get you, bro. Like people send me the monthly report and Star Citizen, I don't even open it. I don't even open it because I refuse I, to read you know it on stream. Crazy, I read it on stream, <laughs> but I like, yeah, that's like one of the that's only crazy things I'm to able me. to. But like I can't. I hate that, me, dude. I, th I think what it really is is like the, I feel like I have to act the characters. Mm, I'm not the. I'm interesting. I'm not dyslexic. I'm like the opposite. I haven't been, I haven't been diagnosed with the dyslexia or anything. I'm just a result of uh you know a bad education system that let me pass by when I wasn't gotcha. good enough to, and the um the. I think the monthly report I skim through. And I'll like kind of proofread a little bit while I'm going through and like, ooh, there's a word that I know is interesting. I'll touch on this subject. But for for a game where I have to like read all the dialogue, I do feel like I have to like be the character mm. or immerse the other people that are watching or whatever, or even even myself a little bit in it. Like when a game is is properly voice acted, and that's like our game's getting worse. Yeah. You know, these games got so big that they it's so how do you voice act all these characters, all these stories, all these things? Uh, Diablo did really good with that. Diablo 4 was, I thought, really, I think a lot of people clowned on the voice acting because it was clearly not um, the best, like super professionals or whatever, but it was it was good enough. And I'm I'm happy it was there. Like I, it, it allowed me to get to follow the story much yeah. easier so i don't know like the, again i want to play that game but the moment i was like there's wait there's no voice acting i was like i can't i just can't do it yeah that makes That's sense like to almost me. a requirement for me these days yeah that makes sense to me well i don't play it then but i mean man that game's a masterpiece in my opinion i think fallout was a masterpiece um i don't know man so what games are you excited for coming up Oof. Starfield? Right. Yes, of course. Uh I think from a content creation standpoint, I don't think so. I don't I think like a couple days uh, yeah. maybe, we'll see. Who knows. I don't think it's going to um, be like Star Citizen level. That's the thing about no. single player games is that unless you are a dedicated single player game playthrough streamer, it's like single player games get boring, you know? Bro, like they get boring to watch, let's to play. Plays Let's Plays channels and Let's Play streams are on Twitch, 10 years old, on YouTube, like 20 years old, man. Like people have been doing that stuff forever. And I think people that are really good at it are in that space already and, and, yeah. and succeeding in that space. I would love to succeed in that space that if, if I could do anything else than what I'm doing now, it would be I would die to do that. I would that would be if you ask me what type of content I would I could make in the future and would want to make in the future, it would be really good Let's Play content. That's so interesting Story to me. games, 
like sharing sharing the story games with your your viewers and and because games can can get emotional and fun and the story yeah, there's multiple storylines. I don't know. I think that's something I would love absolutely love and and i'm and maybe starfield's gonna be really good for that like that's where my fingers are crossed is yeah there's some cool stories and and unique things to share interesting i think that's where we differ a little bit because i stand by what i said about the it getting boring boring to watch whatever because Mm -hmm. for me i need other player interaction you know like that's that's something that's like so fun to me is not not like, hey, Mike, do you want to go play? Although I did have a lot of fun like playing with you today, for example. Yeah. yeah. When I get organic interactions, like something magical to me in gaming is teaming up with other people randomly. And like games I'll name, Rust, GTA, um, you know, Star Citizen. Um, Daisy. Daisy, right? Like these are games when you run into people organically and you get to talk to them, you get to partner up with them. Sea of Thieves even. I've done it before. So much fun. These organic interactions where you get to team up with people. So, so much fun. And that is like my bread and butter of probably my last like, I don't know, probably eight years of like my favorite interactions in video games have been all through other people and like experiencing games with other people. Um, yeah. Those, that's fun to me. And um, like my favorite moments in games like these days is when I talk to someone, I have a cool interaction, I have a team up, like I did your hardcore challenge in Star Citizen the other day. I teamed up with this random guy at SBK. His name was Han Solo. Um, <laughs> nice. Han Solo, you know, number, 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 something like that. Sure. And, you know, we're like talking to each other. He barely trusts me. I barely trust him. You know, we're pulling contraband out of the dispenser. We're like looking around corners. He sees a player. We tag team him together. Like it ended up being awesome. And um, I never saw him again. You know, I didn't add him. He didn't add me. We literally just walked your separate ways into the sunset. And um, man, moments like that are so cool that they're possible. Uh, I love that. It feels like, um, man, it feels like I'm in a Mandalorian episode or like a, you know, an episode of a, you know, like a show or something like these like cool like random team ups and maybe i'll see that guy again someday or you know and maybe he'll like save me in my final moments i don't know like i just i like um i like those interactions or crazy moments where other players like come and try to attack you and and something evolves into something else um those those are really cool to me so i I don't know i when i I like single player games though yeah, like for me, when I play multiplayer games, I yearn for that experience as well. It's like it has to be other people. VoIP has to be a thing. Like yeah. you have to be able to to be like, hey, man, like what's your name? And then and then him like he could just say whatever name and, and be whatever character he wants to be in that moment. You yeah. can be whoever you want to be in that moment. Right. Like, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say my character's name in Star Citizen. I'd rather not because we try to keep it as like quiet as possible so people don't bother you but the the what do you the mean mike of, what do you mean yeah. people bothering you and never mind no it totally <laughs> didn't happen today but the the idea of of like i don't know like i i want to kind of it's on topic but it's off topic as far as games go are did you ever notice that there's some games that like other people play and people love to play but you just watch like you, I have no yeah. desire to play some games, Tarkov. but I watch them all the time. 
I think that's I think my like game. Stars, stars, like we exist for people. I literally tell In people. Do you ways. know what I tell people? People always yeah. ask me. They're like, "How are you interested? How are you pl still playing? Man, you're insane." I say, "I play Star Citizen, so you don't have to." That's yeah. why I tell people. I play, so you don't have to. And I think that's that's what a streamer should be, right? Yeah. Is yeah, I like want to hang out and I want to like have fun and talk to chat about random stuff. But I play, so you don't have to. You can get your fix. You can play while I play. You know, I can do the. And people always ask me, you know, they're like, oh, why would you do that? Why would you risk it? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm always going to do the thing that you would be too afraid to do. And I don't mean that in like a, like, I'm going to do the stupid thing. So you don't have to, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's, a, that's the kind of content I want to make. I want to do the risky thing. I want to do the crazy thing. So like, you can like, you know, not lose your stuff. You can like keep your money. You don't have to burn your money in Star Citizen or whatever game. Um like that's the that's the kind of content I want is do like the goofy wacky uh crazy stuff that's dumb right and um kind of risk it for the biscuit um mm. right so yeah like I, I think I think some games lend themselves to that yeah. so well and it, and it's the, and the games that do the best I think with that are the exact games that you're describing is is the games where uh they're more interesting to watch because the person who play is playing them is very good at those interactive experiences. Mm. Like uh, there's a, a streamer named Smoke. Do you know him? I know Smoke. Daisy. Yeah, I've, I've watched him play Daisy. Yeah. Oh my God. Like the way he interacts with people is just perfection. Like he'll, he'll, he knows how to make them feel uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Like they're gonna like, I, Hey, I might be a little crazy and I might kill you, but you can trust me and maybe something cool will happen. And that's like every interaction with him. And and it's always this like this tension between them. And it, like I I woke my wife up one night like I, I couldn't sleep and I was watching him and I was dying laughing at, at one Dude, experience, you know, one of my favorite clips that I've ever seen him like one of my favorite smoke moments is and this is this is exactly what I'm talking about, right? Is He's fight in a gunfight with someone and a car comes driving by full speed with four guys in it. You know what clip I'm talking about? And he, no. he looks down the road at this car, shoots the driver in the head. The car crashes into the house next to them. They all die. And he yells at the guy he's in a gunfight with. He's like, yo, yo, stop shooting me. And the guy peeks his head up and he goes, yo, you want some loot? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we're teammates That's now, bro. <laughs> I'm like, Mine oh was, my god, that's so awesome, dude! Like, those are the moments I live for in gaming. Oh, oh yeah, dude. My favorite one was it was more recent, I think. It was he comes up to these two people that were playing together, and <laughs> they separate for a second. So he gets one separate from the other, and he goes, "Yo, at the right moment, do you like want to do you want to kill this guy?" And <laughs> and the guy like shakes his head, yes, right. And then he immediately goes back to the other guy and goes, yo, this guy you've been playing with, you can't trust him, dude. I just asked him if he would kill you, and he said yes, right? And then their interactions, like, now they don't like each other, but the other guy is trying to get them oh to like each other. Oh, my God. And, and, yeah, the, the other guy turns his back, and you know how Daisy, there's, like, some emotes, right? Is he like, like he gives the middle finger to the guy that that he's that he's like messing with, and then that he gives him the middle finger back, and it was just like it was such a real moment in a video game, yeah. That it was it was just so good, and like like a, 
bring like bring it all the way back to are are games getting worse? Like, how can I say games are getting worse when just like absolute ridiculous situations like that can happen in video games now, right? Like Daisy is objectively like a terrible game and has a terrible has had a terrible development fair time, enough but it is but it is also like a masterpiece at the same time right fair enough uh, you know it's like i i i can't say games are, are when did days release worse. though it's it's been a while right it's been a while sure yeah uh, maybe five years ago five years really i think so really hold on Let me, it's let's... 2023 that would be 2018 it released in 2018. Really? I think so. I I don't Man. know. I'm guessing. Why I'm do I guess? Why do I feel like it was before that? I don't know. But um, yeah. I mean, it was in it's, beta forever. True. 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 Um, very interesting, right? So our game's I mean, getting it says worse. 2013, but early access alpha. So like, when did it go 1.0? I don't mm, know. Yeah, I don't know. But um. Man, our game's getting worse. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say yes, but it's also hard to say no. You know, it's it's um a little bit of this. I think we're we're in this balance right now, and I think depending on where gaming could go, like we are we are at the the whim of these. Like Cyberpunk was a great example of this. Is are people expecting too much out of video games? Well, I mean, Cyberpunk key point. Like this is the main point of this topic right where do the is, expectations come from i don't know people were just literally thinking that game was going to change their life death threats going to the developers I, because I mean, the game got delayed stuff like that wild i didn't well i wasn't expecting that much from the game now can i ask you did you play it day one but were you no i still haven't played it wow the, really really i've been waiting and apparently now like with the, the dlc's whenever, coming out whenever the dlc comes out i might try it but the you should I, play the for you like said, before the dlc you should play like the week before that'd yeah, be good like play leading up to it or whatever yeah. i played the, it day one like you were saying i i wasn't i don't know where the expectations came from the developers set these expectations what happened with no man's sky they told you you were going to be able to do this that and the other thing right you're, like, these you're expectations not wrong. came from somewhere and and that's they part of the problem. themselves to be fair, right? Yeah, of course. But it took time to do that, right? And Dead. and it, I mean, they were in trouble. Like, I mean, Star Citizen had more viewers on two days after No Man's Sky launch on on Twitch than than because uh, no there was Sky nothing did. to do, right? Yeah, it was bad. So the the idea of of uh, like where are the expectations being set or are our expectations too high? I don't think so because the developers are the ones setting it, right? Like we're not making a lot of this stuff up in our head. You see a trailer, you see yeah. uh, all these developer like is Starfield going to be as good as that 45 minute video? No. I sure like, hope so. Guys, I watched I watched a video about the this this planet, all these planets, they're so amazing. Bro, they showed 5 planets out of a thousand. Like, do you not think they're gonna end up being cookie cutter and feel the same? They, they, they're sure. now they spoke the way they spoke. I think was very clear. Some planets are gonna have bespoke like special gameplay and stuff, and some, some planets are, gonna be, are gonna be for resources. Yeah, and those are and those are where you're gonna go, and you're gonna put your little base down, and you're gonna extract resources from it. They're gonna be boring. There's not gonna be anything there, yep. and that's where. But they, but they can still use the word we we put. You know the phrase we put a thousand planets in. 
you know and yeah. and that's all that all all that is are any are any of them are are they all special no now i'm not necessarily against that right because and i talk about this in in star citizen as well like this whole idea that we need 125 systems is ridiculous i don't think we need that in fact I think no. that we could have a great game with just the system we have now, personally. Um, yep. I don't think there's any reason to believe that because location density, there is more locations and density in Skyrim, which is literally you could fit on a, a less than a 1% <laughs> of a crater. Yeah, you could fit in a crater on one of these moons, but the location density of those uh, locations is so much greater than Star System will probably ever have, right? And that's what people don't get. Like people are like, oh, but we need this system. We need, no, we don't. Like literally add a couple more planets or adjust the ones we have now. One's a high sec planet. One's a low sec planet. One's a null sec. You know, then you have the asteroid field over here where the aliens hang out. And all of a sudden you have a single system, multi-dynamic law system and like environment, right? Like, and not that they're going to do that. They're of course not going to do this. But my point is, is that scale doesn't matter. And I think in Starfield, making it where these planets are points of interest, where the good ones are like really cool. And then, you know, the lame ones are just, yeah, for resources. And they even said scanning it will give you an idea of what to expect once you're on it. They're being very clear about that. Is the game going to be a game changer, life changer? Probably not. But I like, I like that it feels like they're doing just enough. They're keeping it simple for the most part. Um, yep. Is copium and expectations through the roof? Absolutely. Are people going to be disappointed on day one? Absolutely. Am I going to play it and probably enjoy it on day one? Yeah, I think so. I could be wrong about that, but um, I, I think it will be good day one. I don't think it's going to be game-changing or life-changing day one, just to be clear. I don't think that you should take a month off or anything like that, but I, do I think I'll enjoy day one? Yeah, I think so. Just to yeah, be honest. Same. I think I'll enjoy day one. I mean, if you, I I enjoyed Jedi Survivor, even though it was incredibly stuttery and and problematic, because I just I play those games for the story. I wasn't yeah. expecting myself to be a, a a Jedi and perfect every time uh, or anything like that. But the, I still think the the what gamers are upset about are the games not working. Like are our expect. Like our expectations are now so low that I don't care if the game the game is is not innovative. You just want like, it to if work. It, if it works out of the box, it's like, wow, what a great company! You know what I mean? Wow, they really care about mm. their fans. And you're, you're just like, wait, you're, they're they're doing the bare minimum. Like, like this, be, this is the bare minimum. Elden Ring was such a a pleasant surprise. Did you play it? I didn't. I will. Yeah. I will, but I didn't yet. It was such a pleasant this is, this surprise for the community, I think. Elden Ring was probably the last major release where I was uncomfortable taking risks outside of my main mm. game uh, yeah. content creation-wise. Well, and I'll take a step backwards here. Cyberpunk? I enjoyed it day one. I loved it, actually. I didn't really see all the point of all the controversy. Now, if you're playing on console... I take it back. Console was a mess. Yeah, it was terrible, but right? I played on PC day one. I had no problems with the game. All these issues people were talking about, I didn't have them. 
I, I don't know if I just got lucky or what, or if I'm just so used to playing a absolutely broken game all the time. Player, I am, I am <laughs> just, I'm in the trenches every day digging, you know, in Star Citizen. So these small bugs just, they just rolled off my back, I, I guess. But man, yeah. Star Citizen, Cyberpunk, I had a, not Star Citizen, Cyberpunk, I had a blast day one playing. Um, okay. So I, I wasn't really, and maybe this is a good thing. Right, but this is why I expect I'll have a good time playing Starfield Day One, for the same reason. Now, to be fair, I didn't have a good time playing Fallout seventy six, <laughs> not Day One, but it's a multiplayer game. It's a multiplayer game versus right? a single so, player. So, like networking and things being working, like bugs are significantly worse when other players are involved because now it's not you beating a level. Now it's not you beating a boss that you could try again and hit save or whatever, right? It is you versus them and you what when you gain when you win in a multiplayer environment, it usually feels so like an, such an accomplishment cuz yeah. you outsmarted them, you outskilled them. When the game is fighting that it it, it is so disappointing and so frustrating. Like, Most definitely. Yeah, you feel cheated, right? Like you get behind a wall and die because of desync is like one of the more frustrating things in an FPS game. Or right. Because it feels whatever, like you were right? cheated. Like yeah. you didn't actually lose is what it feels yeah. like. And you may have lost that fight, but, but it you shouldn't don't know. feel and like now it. You can't, and exactly. now you can't trust the game anymore. You'll never You've get that moment trust. back. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing so if like you get cheated on, for example. You know, yeah. same feeling, I would say. I'll, a lot of people, when that happens, they don't trust the the opposite sex anymore. And it was it was a singular person, right? I'm talking about cheating in video games, Mike. Oh. <laughs> I think it's the same concept, though. What do you mean? I don't get... Che you literally said cheated on. <laughs> yeah, like cheated on. Like cheated on by a cheater. A what? hacker. You don't say you that with video that? games. You never heard no. that? No. No, you say I got... Like, I, I got cheated I got on. Cheated. No, I was cheated or something. <laughs> like I got cheated on is reserved for relationships. I feel like I I've heard lots of people use that in the the Tarkov. Uh, you are the f okay. Well, I don't know. Man. I don't know. Maybe may, maybe I, it's you not are the as first popular. person I've ever heard say that about a video game. No, cheated on in a video game is what I mean. But in in Minecraft, in Minecraft, in a video okay. game, not real life, okay. Roblox. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I agree. I've honestly never heard I think, that. I think that whether you are in a multiplayer game or a single player game, the experience of playing without issue is the number one pinnacle of what gamers want, right? Whether that's yeah. simply not running into desync, not running into cheaters, not running into bugs. Single, I'm talking about single player game. Not not running into endless queues to, to get into an MMO endless on queues, day one. Right. right? People just want to sign on and play the video game, right? Whether it's single player, multiplayer, whatever. And mm -hmm. I think that, man, Starfield is going to be a really, it's going to be a line in the sand, I think. Because I think if Bethesda messes this up, I really believe this. They might have some small issues at the front, and that's fine. But if they really fumble the bag, like Fallout 76 fumbled the bag, man, I do not think they will ever recover their trust from the community i don't think they'll be able it to it doesn't matter you really think it matters i feel like every game really? company now dude 
every game. Oh, we couldn't. Oh, delay. You just oh, think we're you sorry. just think don't release it. It'll be shit. And then six months from now they'll fix it, and then everyone will forgive them. Or, or six months from now the next asshole comes by and says he's gonna do it differently. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like True. ashes of. Like, bro, Ashes of Creation oh is the star citizen of fantasy MMOs. True. This dude comes around and says he's going to do it differently. Says all the same shit Chris Roberts says all the time. I literally want to jump out of that window over there right now <laughs> every time I listen to Stephen Sharif talk now. Because I, I got baited again, I feel like. I'm sure maybe the game comes out as good. I don't I know, like man. I hear so I many mixed things about that it. game. Some people are like, it's a scam. And some people are like, I played the alpha test and it was awesome. So, well, every, everything that I saw from the alpha test was very good. Like they had a lot of people playing and they're like, and they had a lot of people playing and they were, there was like no desync. The question for me is, do people say that it just feels like star citizen, man. Like it feels like. You could watch a Star Citizen stream, and people do this. People will come into my stream and be like, man, why don't you get any problems? I'm like, brother, have you been watching for yeah. like more than five minutes? It's it's like, I wonder if people say the same thing about... They're like, yeah, I played Star Citizen. It was great. That game is great. So I, I mean, just, I see that in my comments, like because I'm I'm obviously very critical of the game. Yeah. And when I ha make a critical video, I get tons of comments that, well, that doesn't happen to me. Yeah. Well, Crazy. Like, like, buddy, I put the video on the screen of it happening to me. Yeah. So it happens. Whether it's, it happened to you or not doesn't mean it doesn't happen, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Had, like, I had someone try to claim they'd never had a 30K ever before. And I was <laughs> okay. like, well, then you don't play. You yeah, know? you like, never That's in. it. You don't play because, you know, I've, I'm approaching 7,000 hours in that game. And I have had hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds you know, I mean, it's better than it used to be. That's for sure. But Ooh, that's debatable. Depends on the patch. Oh, man. Right now, I feel I'd like it no. is. I feel like it is. There's been patches in the past where it's like it was like one every 30 minutes. You know, sure. You were gambling but to see if you could make your cargo. The biggest risk to traders was would you be able to make it to the landing zone before you 30K, you know? And yeah. um, it's like, I don't know, man. I would love to see more stability in video games in general um but man star citizen is definitely a game that desperately needs it desperately yeah. that's for sure that's yeah. the biggest thing plugging the game i think this patch great content wonderful content actually um great gameplay yeah, stability just if the stability was there I, it's it's golden i and you could see 318 people were so extremely hyped for the changes for the new gameplay and then 318 goes terrible the hype starts dying down 3 night or 3182 comes out people get excited again same problems you know people can log in but once you've logged in it's like not even worth it 319 comes out same problems 3191 comes so many people in my opinion have given up that the currency has gone down so much that that's what's balanced it out that's my theory yeah that the so games. many people have given up that now the game is stable ish yeah ish yeah that's a that's a I mean, that's the thing that and and yeah and that's the thing that happens in mmos too is which is why you have such long queues at the beginning of like mmo launches is that they know a big part of their audience is going to quit and they don't want to open these all these realms just to have to close them 
So they just make you wait. Fair enough. It's like, yeah. Also, everyone's not going to be playing at the same time, you know, moving right. forward. But the other thing, uh, I mean, that's fair enough. But the thing to me is once you get in the queue, once you're in the game, it works. Right? When I played New World day one, I was a, like a five-hour queue. But once I, I mean, got it, in... New World had its issues. First, it did. Yeah. It did. But the fundamental game worked once I was in. Yeah, once you're okay, like the main problems were like exploits and leveling stuff, was, right? Yes, because that's when once you pass leveling, the 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 end game was really problematic. The end game was problematic. And, I remember that. Yeah, but yeah. It's, the, and they didn't test the, the end game with us very much. Is they that, did that was kind of they, the problem. Yeah, the end game was problematic for sure, but um, it was very the ride to the end game. I mean, man, I probably got two hundred hours in that game. You know, I got I, my money out of it. I still love that game. I don't play it, but I know I I I actually think about playing it all the time. Yeah. I, I love that game. It was great. Yeah, I I love it. I know one of the guys who made it and he his opinion on MMOs now is that they need to die. <laughs> so but I guess that's they, what developing an MMO does to you. I think I think the people who want them won't let them die though. Oh, like, absolutely. This there's, is why creation exists. Absolutely. Because because somebody got on stage and said, I'm going to I'm going to do it. Yep. And then everyone was like, oh, maybe this is going to be the guy who does it because they're all waiting for. I mean, there's so many people that are my age that are waiting for that EverQuest Ultima Online experience again. Yep. I and completely like, that's agree. why Mortal Online came out and like, you know, is trying to be basically the next Ultima Online. And then you have Ashes of Creation, which is trying to. I, I think trying to compete with like the wows and, and stuff like that, uh, even though they're not really competitive, like very similar. Um, but the, yeah, I don't know. And if, and, and this is why competition is so, this is why I want to star system competitors so badly because this, the day ashes, the creation comes out and it's successful. What's wow doing. They're going to be scrambling to make better content, to make better changes, to to release better content. They're dropping WoW 2 day one. They're like, guys, guess what? WoW 2 is coming out. Day one of Ash's creation. Why? Because yeah, they're, not, they're not going to go without kicking and screaming. You know what I mean? And yeah. who benefits from that situation? We Us. do. We do. That's why I love competition in these areas. But man, Star Seasons, it's a hard game to compete with when they're, they're trying to do everything right yeah nobody literally wants to compete with it building... and they're also fumbling yeah so everyone everyone's like well why would i try right like you they have their niche fans that are really excited and everybody's waiting on the sidelines like everyone everyone knows what star citizen is in the gaming community like a lot of people do but yep. none of them are playing it yep. they're just keeping a close eye you know tons of people are just waiting and I think 318 was going to be one of those patches where the floodgates were going to open. I so more people than ever were watching, interested in 318 day one than I've ever yep. seen. It was it was insane. I I, I think you that, and I that was going to be. I mean, I don't think it was our record viewership, but my record. It, it, my it, record, aside from being on the front page. Okay, um, probably close for me and it was insane and we couldn't even get in the game okay 
Yeah, actually, my I was going to say besides CitizenCon, whenever I did the watch party with all you guys, yeah, that's actually not true. Um, I I beat that with um with day one of three eighteen, and the only time I had more was the CitizenCon, but it was a CitizenCon I believe in Austin, and everybody went. Every streamer that streamed Star Citizen at the time went except for me, and. CIG said that they were that was the one that they wanted to charge 20 bucks to watch it. And so like you couldn't just watch it on YouTube and they weren't streaming it on their Twitch channel. So I restreamed it and had like 3 4000 viewers until <laughs> their until their stream died on their own website so then they went to Twitch and then I went down a little bit. Oh no. Yeah, but it was like that was my record so what year aside is that? from that sure. 2017? 2017. Yeah. I think I had like three or 4,000. I was going to say, because I, I my first one was 2018, and mm -hmm. I went to Austin for that, because they did like okay. a verse con, because those are the people who didn't want to fly all the way to the EU, right? I went, I went to verse con, but I think I went in, I don't know when, yeah, all the timelines, I'm not sure. 2018 when is when I went to that one. So, But I, I didn't go to that one, because I don't think we met there. No, we didn't. And I, I went to a verse con, so we I think that have. was 2017. But yeah. I or know. maybe I went in 2019. I can't remember. Anyways, that's not the point. Um, no. Here's the point. Is our video games dying final closing thoughts, Mike? No. No. We're at an hour 40, FYI. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I don't think they are. And... I'm super excited for a bunch of games coming out. Yeah. I, I love still have, you know, amazing games that, that changed my life. I don't think I, I mentioned any of mine, like mass effect, things like that. Oh dude. Um, Ultima online mass effect and a lot of sports games, a lot of sports games. I, sports I games love are fun. doing management of sports games. Like NHL was a, a, a amazing game for me. Yeah. Well, do I think video games are, are getting worse? Do I think they're dying? Absolutely not. Do I think they're getting worse? I think yes and no. I think the mm -hmm. best days of video games are still ahead. But I think as consumers of video games, we have to you know, stay vigilant and you know, uh, push back on developers whenever they make these terrible decisions. And I think the gaming community in general, way bigger than the community that I'm talking to, community that's listening to this, um, will have influence over but we we just have to you know do our best to i guess vote with our wallets whenever these bs games come out and we've not done a great job in that sometimes right like diablo immortal mobile games you know we're showing these developers that we will swipe our credit cards at at any chance we can to see a benefit right and so i think that we just have to hope both that you know the gaming community will stay vigilant with that stuff but also that there's going to be developers out there that prefer making games that benefit the gaming community and that they love and that they're passionate about over mm -hmm. making their investors and their board of directors more money so i think the best games are ahead and we're just gonna have to see we're just gonna I have just to see the, i just think the best games are not going to be coming from the biggest studios hmm I think the best games and the innovation is going to come from small, young, excited, passionate people 
and not people that have to be beholden to stakeholders. We do need more passionate people developing video games. I mean, yeah, someone's, someone's got to make them right. And we, I, man, I do not want to be a developer. I do not envy developers. I think they are doing no. literally God's work out there. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I feel for developers who are gathering a paycheck at a gaming company that they hate so that they can build their portfolio so they can go build the game they love and want to make one day. Because as someone who worked in film, that is exactly what I was trying to do. And I didn't end up making it. I ended up getting out of the industry. Um, but I wanted to make movies, you know, direct movies, and I never made it. So Godspeed to anyone who makes video games out there, is, I guess is what I'm saying. But yeah. anyways, that's the end of the episode. Um, yeah, thank you guys. If you guys are still listening, thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate you. Um, we will be live again. Well, not live, but our next podcast will be again next Saturday. So thank you guys so much for joining. If you love the podcast, make sure to subscribe. Uh, check us out on Twitch. We both stream nearly every day. We make content. Uh, our links are going to be in the description on the channel. Uh, you, you'll be able to find them. But uh, Mike, thanks for joining me, man. As always, I appreciate you. And uh, this is yeah. DC Podcast. We're signing off. I don't know why later we'll learn we'll figure out how to end these things at some point we'll figure out how this to is start the DC them crew signing up <laughs>